millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Cade Moyer, and you are listening to the Believe Paranormal and UFO Podcast. If you have had an encounter and would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen and head on over to our website, believepod.com, and consider becoming a member to get bonus episodes and video content. Alan, where did this uh, where did this all start for you? And can you kind of take us back to that day? Yeah, so this was like uh, the summer of summer of love, twenty twenty. Um, it was like uh, right during the hot bit of the coronavirus outbreak, and um, I was lucky enough that work let me furlough, so I was home and didn't really have to be to work the next day or whatever. Um, so I was up late playing video games as one does. <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, it was probably around like 1030 to 11 and, um, I live in a travel trailer. So the TV is set up in the back, um, and the bedrooms towards the front. Um, I'm, I run an Xbox one through uh Samsung soundbar into my TV and that's kind of how the loop goes to like have the uh, data and picture on. And uh, I turn on from YouTube. I go to video games, and the uh, the load screen is mostly white for the video game I'm doing. So I don't have any lights on. Uh, I can just see by the light of the TV. And I walk into the bathroom now. When I go into the bathroom to take a leak, the light from the TV is coming in uh, through the door and it's hitting the mirror behind me. And then the light off of that mirror is reflecting into the gloss varnish on the cabinets above the toilet, like where I'm standing looking. And like, you know how when you've got that gloss on cabinets and there's a light behind you, you'll get that white stripe kind of starburst pattern yeah like those, those streaks type of thing yeah exactly 
And so, like, it's not enough to see detail to any great extent, but you can see, you know, there's light behind you. So, I'm taking a leak, and I, you know that feeling you get when something's behind you, and you can just feel it looking at you? I look, I just, like, tilt my head up, and I look, and that starburst pattern there's a shadow of something else behind me blocking the light in one section just behind my left shoulder like not even two feet from me and it was just like my hair on my arms standing up right now just talking about this it was absolutely terrifying because it was just like this overwhelming sense of power and this whatever it was it was definitely a presence like like the potential for havoc was there but I didn't sense any like malice or ill intent but I tell you it was terrifying so I just kind of I went Spock mode and I just returned to business and finished taking a leak and I was like, maybe it'll go away if I ignore it. <laughs> and so I finished taking a leak and I, you know, get done. I still haven't turned around yet. And I look up and it's still there. And I just say out loud, who are you and what do you want? And as soon as I addressed it, I it was really strange because like, some people say, like, when they encounter weird stuff like this, they'll hear something in their head or, like, whatever like that. But for me, it wasn't uh, hearing something as impressions. Like, you know, when you can get the vibe when the room changes, you know, when something happens that's, like, emotionally charged. I got the feeling of, like, you know when a dog is curious and it just kind of cocks its head to the side? and is trying to work something out like that's the vibe I got from it was curiosity like oh wait you can see me and in my head I'm like I don't know what this thing is it's not replying to me it doesn't seem malicious but if I go out I want to at least see it <laughs> so as soon as I had that thought and I started to turn around the sound bar to my TV turned off and plunged me into just complete darkness. And I felt a breeze go by me towards the back of my trailer, towards the TV. And then it, the, it just felt like it was gone. It felt like kind of charged, like right before an electrical storm. And then my sound bar came back on and my TV came back on. And I freaked out. <laughs> It was just one of the craziest things I've ever had happen to me. It's the first time I'd seen any kind of physical manifestation of any kind of weirdness in my life. Yeah, that that is really, really creepy. And like I, I always find it <laughs> always find stories where people are in like very, very vulnerable positions. Like being on the toilet. Um I'm sorry to say this, like almost a, a little bit humorous there, Alan, but like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I can absolutely imagine the, the fear that kind of goes into, into that as well. Because again, like I said, you, you haven't really got anywhere to run and you, you're kind of doing your thing and 
the you, you just got to do your thing in those in those moments um i can only imagine that the thoughts that are kind of swimming through your head because one of the one of the things that um i i don't know if you said this but you're, you're kind of in a, a fairly remote area where oh yeah you're building a house so it's not like this is just <laughs> anyone who's come in off the street yeah no it's uh yeah so i kind of am out in washington state in the u.s and uh in a in a rural a very rural area kind of between the towns of arlington and granite falls um like the smallest amount of land that you're allowed to own out here is five acres it's uh very rural area and uh like where i'm living now it's on my family's property they let me like park my trailer here while i'm building so i have hookups and stuff and so i'm on a property with like four other people and so but they're family so nobody should have been in here and i would have heard them come in if they had and stuff and you know how is somebody going to magically turn off a sound bar and run out the run out the trailer without me hearing them and stuff. It was just it it was one of the strangest things I've ever experienced. Um, so you didn't hear like a front door open or close at any point. Nope, nothing. I in fact, I one of the first things I did was as soon as the light turned back on, I ran out and like looked at my door. And I was put salt outside. I was just like, <laughs> no. I was like, wow, the Winchesters taught me. And I, was just, <laughs> I was just like, ah, no, this is not good. And uh, then uh, um, I went and I walked over because my brother lives just uh, in um, on the same property, just a little ways away. And I went over and banged on his door. And I was like, you are not going to believe what just happened. And I woke him up, so I know it wasn't him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. The uh, um, I do think that somewhat the rural nature of the area. Um, you never hear about stuff like this really happening in cities as much. To me, I don't know. I think that might have something to do with it. Yeah, uh, it's it's one of these things that. The, the paranormal, it, it kind of can really spring up kind of anywhere, but the the really obscure stories kind of seem to come from like the bush or like those real rural areas. So, and, and I, I wonder why that is. I don't know if it's like a, a traveling spirit type of thing or, or something like that. Um, but what I find really kind of interesting about your encounter is that this thing had a, you said it had a sense of a presence to it. So when you say that, it makes me think that this thing potentially had like a physical quality to it. Is that the, the vibe that you gave or the, is that the vibe that you got from it? Uh, to me, it would have, I, that's hard to quantify in words. Um, I would say to me, it did not feel, it felt like there was a presence and wouldn't necessarily say it felt like it was something physically in my trailer. Like it didn't like, 
It didn't feel like matter, like you and I, like you can pick a book up off your table. It didn't feel like that. It felt like the, the, the energy you get when someone's staring at you from across the room and you just are aware that you're being noticed. That's kind of the feeling that I got. Like, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, you know, John Keel talks about whatever those things, the ultra terrestrial or whatever, where maybe they just have like a, uh, higher up view than humans do. Maybe they can see a couple dimensions more than we can or something. It, it felt very, very intelligent and it felt very powerful and it felt like it was almost caught out by me seeing any little piece of it. Does that make you think that this thing has potentially been in that trailer with you for some time then? No, because I've never felt it before and never since. It it was just a I you know, and maybe it's just because I'm not that perceptive all the time. I mean, but you know, who knows? I mean, what do they say that we've got like what 32 dimensions or something all stacked on top of each other right next to each other? So there could be, you know, a glorb glob, you know, standing right next to me and I'd never even know it was there. So who knows? It's just, uh, it felt like, uh, there was ultimate potential, like, you know how like a machine or a tool um doesn't have a will of its own it's just like used by whoever uses it it felt very much like that like it was in a neutral state like it wasn't aggressive but it also wasn't benevolent it was it felt like an observer that's a really really interesting way to to put that because it, it kind of means that the the perception of this thing would be entirely up to the experiencer, and for me, that's that's really fascinating um, because it's it's and that's really always the case when it comes to the paranormal is that your perception really warps the reality of what you experienced essentially. Yeah, the observer effect going yeah. on there. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, you know I. I kind of take the the tack that to me it almost like you know you hear about like uh, um, people doing like astral projection or um, remote viewing or something like that and people being able to tell when they're being remote viewed or something like that it kind of rem- like the the more the further away I get from it the more I kind of had time to ruminate on it and think about it and stuff, I it felt almost like that. Like, there was a... Somebody else was observing me, and that was, like, me picking up on them looking at me, and they were like, oh, wait, he noticed us? Weird. Yeah, that that is interesting. And, and the fact that you kind of... You didn't see it essentially face-to-face. You kind of saw it in a reflection. And I find yeah. that to to be the most interesting part of this kind of whole encounter because, you know, us, us humans, we're, we're very much in tune with our living environments. And, when, and we know very, very quickly when uh, something is out of place. So for, for you to notice that 
in a in a basically in a reflection of a light that you're accustomed to is incredible and i wonder if that's how you caught this thing off guard because maybe it was like he can't he can't see me because his back's turned and there's no mirrors there's nothing here that he's going to see me off but the the reality is is like you saw him off a reflection off another reflection oh my gosh dude you just gave me such chills i had never thought about that before that is a really good point Holy cow. Yeah, that is... That's almost like... Like, you know how you'll hear the stories of, like... Uh, the men in black, and they'll be driving, like, a really old car, but it'll be brand spanking new. They always have, like, some weird little details off about whatever they're doing. That almost sounds like one of those things. Like, they just missed it. That is a really good observation. Holy crap. And that what makes me wonder, like, <laughs> and I, I don't know, mate, like maybe I've opened up a, a bit of a rabbit hole for you here now, mate, but <laughs> you might go forward and, and kind of realize these tie in. I, I don't know, like some people might think that's like a bit of a, a glitch in their matrix. And I don't know if that was a, a glitch in the in your matrix, um, but it, it's a rather interesting like little tidbit of your story that kind of really stands out to me because yeah, like I said, everyone knows their their kind of their space, like the back of their hand. And yeah. when you when that one thing is just that half a percent difference, it really stands out. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good observation. And so, and like I liked what you were talking about observation as well, because um, I think in perception, because you know, growing up out here, um, me and my <laughs> Me and my cousin and my brother were tracking deer by the time we were seven or eight in the woods and stuff. And, uh, like, just being out in it. And you kind of have to have your senses. I'm, like, I'm sure, you know, like being out in the bush in Australia, you got to be paying attention. Otherwise, something, you know, is going to happen. And so it's the same out here. Um, like I told you earlier about running into a mountain lion when I was, like, 12 out in the woods at night, which was terrifying but uh that same feeling when i locked eyes with that big cat is kind of the same feeling i got when i observed that thing it was an immediate clear to me that this thing is way more powerful than i am and if it wanted to it could end me now but it chose not to and it was the same feeling I had when I saw that mountain lion and it decided not to eat me in the woods. I had no power over that situation. If that thing was going to eat me, it was going to eat me. So it was a similar feeling with that thing I saw in the trailer. You know, I it won't matter what I do. If it wants me, it's going to do whatever it wants. But it chose not to is the like the vibe that I got. Like, I don't know, that's. It sounds weird when I say it out loud. <laughs> no, no, I totally get it because you're in this situation and, you know, you're effectively powerless. You're at the will of whatever this is. And to, I guess, to have that realization in the moment, that would have been such a a powerful emotion to try and process while everything else is kind of going on. And now a quick word from our sponsor. 
It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. It definitely was. It was very much like uh, if you've ever been um, in a car accident you've seen coming or, you know, you've watched something like that happen and it feels like time slows down. You get that like effect of everything feeling like it's going slower. Like that definitely kicked in. Like my adrenaline was pumping so hard (laughs) as soon as i saw that um it just like it was like i went through the whole range of emotions in like a second (laughs) i went from like i went from like terror like absolute startle to terror to um anger to acceptance to curiosity all within like you know, a second because I was like, well, there's nothing I can do, so I might as well see it coming. And so that's when I decided to turn around. What would you have done if something was there? And I, I know that's a, a really big what if question, but the the fact that you were ready to face this, whatever it was, do you think you would have been prepared for whatever was there? I honestly don't know. I'd like to say yes, but until I'm actually in that situation, no one ever is going to be able to understand exactly how they'd react. But judging my my past experiences of being in stressful situations, I probably would have been like flummoxed for a few seconds, and then I would have tried to figure out a way to communicate unless it was hostile. Because like, you know, the feeling that I got from this thing was it was ultimately powerful. Like, it, imagine, like, a gun sitting on a table. It's, it has potential for havoc and to create absolute destructive harm, or it could be used to protect something. So, to me, as long as it wasn't aggressive and it wasn't trying to hurt me, then I'm going... I can't judge something by how it makes me feel. I can only judge it by its actions. So, I would have tried... To communicate, but I probably would have been a blubbering mess on the floor too. <laughs> if I especially see some like, like gray alien or some Sasquatch standing in my trailer or something, I'd be freaking out. Obviously, so who knows? But I'd like to think that I'd be cool and calm and collected, and John Keel over here with a pen and notepad. But I'd probably be screaming and crying. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, mate, I think um, I think the majority of people think they're going to be the the coolest heads in these situations and um i've spoken to hundreds of people to know that it's usually quite the opposite um the brain can almost kind of just switch off and it's almost very difficult to to process and understand uh what's kind of going on or just pure terror kind of just takes over and it's like a, a fight or flight 
uh, type of situation that most people kind of endure. And it's totally understandable because, you know, these these events are effectively paradigm breaking events. A lot of people don't believe these things until it happens to them. Um, were you, were you much of a believer of the, the paranormal and all that kind of stuff before you had this experience? Well, ah, it's interesting because I had an interesting path to get where I'm at. Um, I was raised by a very, very religious family. So anything that's like this was the devil, you know, you don't dabble in that, you know, you don't even watch movies that have to deal with spirits and horror movies and stuff like that's the level of, you know, you know, uh, this is all bad kind of a thing that I had growing up. But then as I got older, I've like always been interested in like alien sci-fi. Like that was, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'll wear it proudly, but I started listening to, uh, different podcasts around like, you know, probably 2010 or so. And I stumbled upon like, uh, like some of the OGs like Richard Serrett and, you know, Art Bell and then um, Mysterious Universe. And it's just kind of snowballed from there where I was just listening to this stuff. And I was like, oh, so other people have weird experiences, too, because I had had strange stuff happen, but I had always just written it off. And then as my kind of uh, ideas on faith and spirituality kind of mature as I got older I started seeing the world not so black and white and a lot more shades of gray. And so um, I've always been cognizant of it. And it's more of like I've I've listened to podcasts and stuff so I can know what not to do. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) it's kind of like it's the same reason that you carry a condom or a gun if you're in the U.S. You hope, you know, the the chance that you're going to need it is 1%. But when that one percent is needed it's a hundred percent of everything so (laughs) so you know it's like one of those very niche things that you know you know the potential and of a random person having to interact with something like that is very small but since i had already seen a couple of weird things and experienced a couple of interesting little bits I was like, I should probably learn a little bit about this so I can protect myself. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's a really interesting take because, like, the if you weren't open to this type of stuff going on in the world, that would have been a, a situation that could almost make you feel like you're a little bit crazy. Like you're feeling like, am I experiencing the things that I'm experiencing? Um, because if you were so green to the paranormal, that would have been just a like a real a real headbreaker situation. Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. I could completely see how like somebody who's entirely secular, their entire life, you know, like oh, there's nothing but what I can see. If I can't see it, feel it, or touch it, it doesn't exist. And then they have to deal with something like that. That'll send you to the loony bin. I mean, it's a complete and total utter breakdown of what you thought was real and what you can perceive as real absolutely absolutely and you know i i think that happens to a a lot of people and you know it's why we do podcasts like this and not just myself you know there's there's hundreds of people out there that you know i'm 
I'm generalizing, um, but I, I assume they kind of all do it for the same reason that to let people know that, you know, you're not alone in these types of encounters that they can kind of happen to everyone. Cause one of my, my favorite little taglines is that, you know, the paranormal doesn't kind of uh, discriminate over who's going to get to <laughs> experience it. Like it, <laughs> like it, the, the paranormal doesn't make, you special or anything like that it, it it could really just happen to to anyone and i think that's what a, a lot of people have to realize is that if they have had a paranormal encounter like they're not kind of going crazy or, or anything like that like these things genuinely happen to people and that's what, like why i like to get people like yourself on the onto the show because your encounter it is unique it is weird it is different and it, it kind of opens up the the conversation to a lot of other people who go hey maybe this has happened to me yeah it was uh yeah it was a very interesting experience it was uh you know it was kind of interesting like i after like uh after that happened i kind of went back and i looked and i was trying to look at uh when these events happened in my life and like the first one happened when i was like you know probably about oh whoops sorry <laughs> uh first one happened when i was probably about like 12 or so and then the next one happened when i was like you know probably about 16 and then the next one happened when i was like 18 they kind of were like at every few years something weird has happened and like the one before i saw this entity in my trailer was like two or three years before it it was after i had just gotten my property i was down there with my brother um my parents had come down to check it out and they took our dogs back up to the property and it was just me and my brother sitting by the fire pit uh drinking a couple beers and um, he gets up to walk over towards the uh, the cliffside to go take a leak, and I'm sitting there at the fire still, and I hear this like jingle jingle sound, and it sounded almost like somebody's keys jingling in their pocket or like a dog shaking its head with a collar on, and so I thought, oh well, you know, he must, my brother must have had change in his pocket or something when he was going to the bathroom. Well, he walks back and he goes, did you hear that jingle jingle? <laughs> oh, no. And I realized that the, that when he asked me that question, it clicked. That sound came from behind, me, which is where the woods were. So both of us got out and like, I'm walking up, you know, and first we're both like, uh, you know, thinking maybe it's a dog or something. So, you know. We did what all brilliant people do. We started whistling into the woods at night, <laughs> which was just like now looking back on it, I'm just like, God, you are such an idiot. Like, <laughs> and so, but like, we both thought, you know, maybe it was a dog. And then the Oz effect kicked in and we couldn't hear the fire crackle. All of the frogs quit. There was no more uh, crickets. The, there was no more bats flying around. It was just silent. And at that point, both of us just looked at each other. We just started throwing crap into my bed and my truck and started that thing up. We just got out of there. 
Because it was just like one of those things where it was like, the woods don't want us here anymore. I'm out. Yeah, and you know, those are the... I don't know about over in, in the United States, but over here in Australia, when the bush goes quiet like that, it's a it's a really eerie thing. And uh, you usually hear that fairly often when people are about to have like a Yowie encounter. So I don't know if that's the same with like the Sasquatch or not like or anything like that. It It, it is. Yeah. And like, you know, and that was like as soon as I've. Because, like, you know, like, I listen to the podcasts and stuff. So, like, if I had if I had never heard of the Oz effect, if I had never known, oh, that's a precursor to something really messed up happening, usually, um, I would have still probably been curious because I'm naturally inquisitive. And I would be like, oh, I wonder what that summer was. I'm going to go look in the woods. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to walk into the woods in the middle of the night with one other person. And hopefully I don't get killed by something like with around here, you know, just even the, the physical explanation is when the woods go quiet, it's because there's a predator around, you know, all the other animals are scared. They don't want to get eaten. So, you know, to me, that almost feels like, you know, that's the ultimate predator, I guess or whatever you want to call it, everything's quiet. They're like, hopefully it doesn't notice us. And so both me and my brother were like, I'm out of here. So who knows what we would have seen or experienced if we had stuck around. Yeah, it's one of those things that I think ignorance is probably bliss in a, in a situation like that because, like you said, it's got to be something big. It's got to be something dangerous. It's got to be something that's kind of in charge for everything to just go dead quiet. Yeah. And the weird thing too was like, it was almost like the sound was dampened. It was cause like we couldn't hear the pops and crackles of the fire and we, I couldn't hear the river, which I have, I'm, I'm on the river. Like as a river property, it's like maybe a thousand feet away and I can hear it all the time from where we were sitting and I couldn't hear it like thinking back I'm like everything was just kind of like hushed it was very strange it was almost like a you know when you get uh well you guys don't get much snow down there I was gonna say it's like when you get a the new snow and you walk outside everything's quiet everything's kind of muted and it's just like really really quiet it's a very unique sound and it felt like that in the middle of like the summer and it was just like hush so i don't know it was very strange do you ever see balls of light or anything like that on the property Uh, not on my property um so the one before that (laughs) um i was uh, walking back to my place and I noticed that my neighbor and I um, grew up together like we're childhood friends and so um, I noticed that there was a car at his place I didn't recognize and the lights were off and so I was looking at that and it's kind of like you know out in the country you kind of look after your neighbors and you know watch the house and stuff so I see that there's a random car the lights aren't on and I'm like alright so I go and I put my dog in and I grab my gun and I just kind of back around the house and doing just kind of a little tactical check to make sure everything's okay and thankfully it was it was uh, 
my buddy had had a bunch of friends over and they were out stargazing. That's why the, you know, everything was cool. So I was like, all right, sweet. And they were like, hey man, come over here and just like chill out for a minute. So I was laying there with them and you know, when you see a satellite going across the sky and it's just moving at a steady pace and uh, you can just watch it move in a straight line. I saw something like that. But it was in airspace. It wasn't small enough to be a satellite. And it was gold in color. Like, not yellow, but like a gold. And so I thought, first off, like, oh, wait, maybe I'm catching the gold foil reflection off a satellite. That's really cool. And so I look up and I point it out. And as soon as I point it out, it reverses direction and starts, like... It felt like it was descending, but, you know, it's so far away, you don't really have a good gauge of distance for something like that. And, but the, it felt like it was coming down, and I was like, does anybody else see that? Does anybody else see that? And everybody was just coming, oh, yeah. And I was just like, in my head, I was like, you need to leave us alone. And it just went, boom, and it was gone. It was like... It was the fastest thing I've ever seen move. If I would have blinked, I wouldn't have seen it left. I would have thought it just disappeared. And then after that, I'm like, did you guys just see it? Like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, did you guys just see that? And nobody wanted to talk about it. Everybody was just like, oh, yeah, that was kind of weird. And I'm like, do you not do you not understand physics enough to realize that what just happened is not supposed to be possible? with the technology that we have <laughs> and it, nobody cared i was just like what is wrong with you people you know it's really weird that it's and this really happens f- more often with like a a group sighting or a group encounter is that one person is kind of enthralled about what happened but the rest of the people just kind of show zero interest in it and it's it's just incredibly odd it's just like this high strangeness that kind of goes along with ufo encounters and i've actually experienced it myself and it was only with one other person but we both saw the same thing and they just flat out refused to accept what they saw and uh it is odd how often this happens to to people. That is that is super strange. It kind of makes me like uh, it. It makes me think of like you know in in all of like the different like sacred texts and stuff. They talk about like uh, you have to have eyes to see. And you know when I was younger and I was reading stuff like that, I was like that makes zero sense. Like I have to have eyes to see. Of course you don't. But the more the older I get and the more I kind of look into all of the the weirdness around the world and stuff, it seems like you do have to have eyes to see. You have to be paying attention and um, maybe have the right perception, the right headspace to be able to see and understand the the craziness of what you just witnessed. And some people just, it seems like they don't have the RAM for it <laughs> in their head. Or something like they just can't process it. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good way to to kind of put it. Actually, they they're just not programmed the the, the same way. Yeah, and to me, uh, some of it I think, at least for me, has to do with the way I kind of came up. Like, like I was saying earlier, like uh, I was I had seventeen acres to run around on since I was single digit ages, and so I was out running around like tracking animals, having to you know, deal with big, like, cows and horses and stuff, and, you know, when you're, I'm a small guy, too, like, I'm 5'5", five five. this is the tallest I've ever been, you know, <laughs> you have to be very perceptive when you're that size, otherwise you're gonna get stepped on, you're gonna get squished, you're gonna get thrown in a dumpster, you know, all of that stuff, <laughs> and so you have to be perceptive and paying attention while you're, you know, just moving around in life, and I think that that might have something to do with the perception aspect of it but i don't know yeah it's uh it's a funny thing and like i said the the paranormal the it it affects people differently and and people kind of have different viewpoints on it and i think that's kind of what makes it all rather fascinating at the end of the day because multiple people can have the the same experiences and come out of it with a completely different view of what they they both encountered and for me that's frustrating but also kind of i guess the the fun part of it if uh if if you can say this is all fun um (laughs) (laughs) because i guess it really comes down to perspective again um but yeah it it is it's just one of these things that is i don't think we'll ever really know the answers to to why these funny effects happen to to different people or different groups but i i think it really adds a a bit of spice to to the paranormal not that it really needs it (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree with you. I like uh I was mentioning before we started recording too, it that kind of speaks to it what to me the way I look at a lot of this stuff is it's very fractal in nature. Like it's different branches and twigs on a tree and no one's really able to perceive like the trunk, like where all of this stuff comes from, but there's so many similarities between so many different encounters. It's almost like you're just perceiving the same thing in a different context, a different setting, a, you know, uh, a different mood you're in that day. And you're looking at the same thing, but you're having a completely different experience towards it, like maybe somebody standing right next to you, like you were saying. So, you know, it, to me, all of this, like, you know, everything from the ball of light in the sky to the weird sound in the woods to the thing standing behind me in my trailer i feel like it's part of the same phenomena i just have no idea what that phenomena is <laughs> and i agree with you mate i think the the world is about three de- three degrees of separation is what kind of separates a lot of these stories a lot of these encounters and um you know i think the the human perceptive is massive when it comes to it because you know our our range of view effectively is is only very very minor and uh uh-huh. what what could be going on could be much much bigger and i think that's the i think that that is something to to keep in mind because what you're seeing may only be the tip of the iceberg and that could be either exciting or terrifying <laughs> a little bit of both um I, you know, 
I can't remember the, the doctor's name, but there was a guy who was a university professor. He, I think he was Montana or North Dakota, but he was a guy who, um, he basically said peace out to the USSR and came over here um, and defected. That's the word I was looking for. And he's a laser physicist over in the USSR. And he came over here and was like, I want to work over here. Well, he's been working on this thing called subtle energy. And so far, according to his book, he's been able to photograph um, meridian points for like acupuncture on people and stuff. And he's calling this energy subtle energy. So I think that there's whole other areas of physics and perception that, you know, mainstream science isn't even willing to entertain the possibility of it existing so how would they even come close to trying to explain some of the stuff that you know to an average everyday person they're like oh well yeah a plus b equals c but you know when you're so locked into a dogma that you believed in for hundreds of years it's really hard to change people's minds yeah definitely and you know the 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 science community is a really, really tough one to to crack, and it really has been for the existence of humankind and and kind of research technology and the fact that you just have to go all the way back to Galileo when he was identifying that Earth isn't the the center of the universe. <laughs> that was a you know that was a paradigm breaking event that no one wanted to accept. No one could could handle it, and you could look at it today hundreds of years later and it's just like how how could we have been so foolish and i'm (laughs) it will never happen in my lifetime but it would be exciting to jump into a little time machine and see where we are as a human race and how our paranormal world has kind of evolved and if there's any kind of revelations that we make from it just in in a couple of hundred years i couldn't agree more i mean you look back, <laughs> you look back, you know, even 50 years, you know, in history, they were giving people lobotomies, you know, they're like the, you look back even at just the medical science from 50 to a hundred years ago. And it's absolutely insane what people used to do. I mean, in middle ages, they were drinking mercury to try and cure syphilis, like, you know, leeching people, all that kind of stuff. I have a feeling that even 50 years from now, we're going to look back on a lot of the things that people think are like the thing to do and be like, Oh my God, how are we so barbaric? <laughs> I agree, mate. I agree. But I tell you what, Alan, it's been absolutely fascinating chatting with you tonight. I feel like I chat with you all night, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been we, awesome talking to you too, man. Mate, I think we could go down a whole bunch of rabbit holes, but mate, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your encounter. It's, um, genuinely terrifying i uh i don't know how you kind of just continue to live in that place um knowing that this thing could just swoop in at any time um but i tell you what my hat really goes off to you and thank you so much for sharing your story mate yeah absolutely um you know i think that the reason that i'm so okay with it now (laughs) that i've had time to think about it is that i didn't sense any malice like it was curious it wasn't trying to hurt me it didn't want anything from me it felt like it was just looking so you know if that if it had been like if it had felt malevolent 
or something, yeah, I'd be freaking out. <laughs> but, you know, at least that's how I justify it in my own head. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe Paranormal in UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and you would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. Finally, don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets and be sure to join our Discord server to talk to other listeners of the show. You'll find all these links in our show notes. Thank you.